We know minimum wage in this province is officially going up on Thursday. It will reach $16.75 per hour, almost the highest in the country. I think Yukon is slightly higher than BC's. But how are businesses preparing for this and dealing with this, as well as some of the other added costs? Well, Annie Dormuth joins us now, Provincial Affairs Director with the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Annie, great to have you back on the show. Oh, always great to talk to you, Jill. Let's start with minimum wage and with the shift and how it's now more geared to be tied with inflation. What response are you hearing or what are businesses saying about this? Well, definitely what they're seeing and how they're feeling right now is that definitely this is another cost increase on top of many cost increases that they are facing right now, both from pretty much all levels of government, as well as some things that may not be in the government's complete control in the form of supply chain challenges and, of course, inflation um, and higher interest rates that are really kind of putting them in a difficult position, um, struggling to perhaps look at increasing their prices because this is a price-sensitive market and they are recognizing what they are going through is similar to what all British Columbians are going through. So definitely um, it's going to be uh, tight for a lot of small businesses, but ultimately they're looking at the government going, where is some cost offsetting measures or where is some cost relief for their business? And what do you think that cost relief could potentially look like? Well, definitely we continue to, you know, call on for an increase to the employer health tax threshold, um, you know, out of the provinces that do have an EHT. BC is really, really well below of what some of the other exemption rates are, including Ontario, which is a million, and Manitoba, which is 2.2 million. Um, and that can add some much needed cost relief to businesses around $3,000 in, in, in some savings as well as looking at rebating some of uh, WorkSafe BC's uh, surplus as well. I mean, there's a lot of tools at the government's disposal right now that can really help businesses. And when you talk about the employee health tax uh, and with the exemption, so, so and, I'm sorry, remind me, what is BC's exemption compared to the, the couple that you just mentioned? Uh, BC is currently at 500,000, right. uh, Ontario is at 1 million, Newfoundland at 2, and then Manitoba at 2.2. And they recently increased it. Manitoba recently increased it too, again, add some of that cost relief to businesses, understanding that this is a very trying time uh, given current economic challenges as well as post-pandemic economic recovery. Right. And when we look at those numbers, they might seem like big numbers, but for 500,000, I would imagine the company doesn't have to be that big before you meet that threshold. Well, that's exactly it. Um, a lot of our members are, yeah, you know, around that 500, but there are a lot of other small businesses that are above that. Um, we estimate that, you know, this could provide around a $3,000 saving to a, to a business, for example, with uh, 10, uh, 10, 10 employees. So definitely looking at the smaller scope of things that this could apply to and really help the local businesses. Does it also lead to kind of stunting business growth in that if you're close to that $500,000 threshold, where's the incentive to grow if it's just going to push you over that and then suddenly you're going to incur all of these new costs? Well, that's definitely it. I mean, um, you know, considering, you know, when we look at our business barometer, which, you know, tracks kind of small business confidence in the economy and, and, 
and uh, and conditions in BC, we consider you know we, we consider to see these kind of low confidence levels in BC compared to other parts of Canada, and that really is because of some of these added costs that that they are incurring. Uh, you know, on top of employer, you know, the employer health tax, uh, five employer paid sick days, a new statutory holiday this year, as well as um, a quite a significant, nearly seven percent increase to the minimum wage. So, yeah, I, I do think that businesses are kind of looking at, you know, business expansion, business growth, where whether or not to expand um, comes into play with some of these uh, government policy decisions. You mentioned the paid sick days as well. And I think people will agree. Uh, we've learned that uh, going to work sick is not a good idea. And people are really encouraged to not do that. But uh, I was chatting with uh, the Restaurant and Food Services Association and uh, the, the representative for that group the other day was saying they are actually seeing in some scenarios workers who are taking their sick days and then leaving and going to find another job because there are so many jobs still right now. I, I know it's kind of anecdotal, but are you hearing that as well, that there's a higher turnover or that employees are doing that? Um, definitely. You know, we, we do consider, we do hear those anecdotal kind of conversations on our front lines and through our business resource services. But it's important to know that, you know, other other territories and provinces that have implemented a large increase like this in payroll costs, like employer paid sick days, they have done so with some cost offsetting measures. For example, uh, Yukon is, is new to kind of the employer uh, employer paid sick days, and uh, they're helping subsidize this for businesses. That was absent through this rollout, which is five. I mean, we went from zero employer paid sick days to five quite suddenly in the province. Um, and it wasn't really backed up by any, any cost offsetting measures or, or help to businesses uh, to afford this. Uh, similar with this minimum wage increase, when Manitoba announced its minimum wage increase to inflation, they did so with a wage subsidy to help small businesses as well. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of provinces that are making some similar decisions to BC, but they're doing so by recognizing business conditions and providing some cost relief and help to businesses. So without that in BC, and uh, again, we've talked about this with the restaurant industry, but with other businesses as well, do you anticipate we're going to see those higher costs passed on and, and that's what consumers are going to be seeing? Unfortunately, that's what we're hearing. Um, hearing, you know, news stories uh, this week as, as some small businesses and, and businesses are, are bracing for this. Some of them are ultimately going to have to increase the, those prices, unfortunately. But I think they're doing so, um, you know, with, with sensitivity and uh, operating and going to be operating on some tight margins, which ultimately, you know, impacts their ability to grow and expand and, and create jobs uh, in the province. Um, so with this increase, I, I do anticipate that there may be some, of course, um, higher prices for, for consumers. All right. So on that note, Annie, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Of course. Always great to talk to you. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.